You're listening to the NYY Sports Talk podcast hosted by Christian and Chris. Head to nyysportstalk.com to subscribe to the show and check out the fan shop so you can swag up on great NYYST apparel. Stay on top of all the latest with the New York Yankees, including breaking news, in-game updates, and incredible fan giveaways by following on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. It's now time to talk Yankees baseball. Welcome back. This is episode 67 of the NYY Sports Talk podcast presented to you by BrandonRendiniFitness.com. BrandonRendiniFitness.com. We're lifestyle and fitness. What do they do, Chris? They go hand in hand. I'm your host, Christian, as always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You! And Stat Guy Rai. What was that? You got the box set of Everybody Loves Raymond over there? Wow. Can I borrow that shit, bro? <laughs> only, yeah, bro. only my friends oh, yeah. get to borrow my DVDs. Uh, yeah, I'm not Christian's friend now. I got demoted to... Uh, friend of... Friend, brother of... Brother of, of brother. <laughs> brother of co-host. Brother of co-host. <laughs> I like that. That's even further down the food chain. That yeah, is pretty good. Great. I'll remember it. Oh my god. <laughs> He's really doing this. Drinking wine right out of the bottle today, folks. Oh, well, this is a shit show already. Hair of the dog. It's not even 11 a.m. <laughs> no, it's not. Yanks are playing Sunday night baseball tonight. Again, we'll say it. Why ESPN thought the 92 93 well, you know, loss Baltimore it's the Orioles, Orioles, bro. The rivalry. <laughs> the Orioles the could rivalry. win the rest of their game. They're already mathematically eliminated. They're 52 and a half games behind the Red Sox. For that the AL is insane, East. man. 52 and a half, the and they are featured time, on prime time. When's the last time a team was 52 games out this early in a season? I'd love to know. Who cares? All right, here's other games that they could have picked from tonight. I mean, they're not that There's sexy. really no sexy games today. I mean, Phillies, Blue Jays. Houston. Even you but at t- this point, wouldn't wouldn't people rather watch the best team in baseball? Red Sox, Rays is not. That's, that's more appealing to me. That's than, what I'm saying. But it's in the trap, so I don't think ESPN wants to do it. They don't production. want to expose how shitty that stadium Even really Houston is. Even Houston versus uh, L.A. Angels would have been a better I mean, game. what about what about A's Twins? I mean, That's I a great the, game. The Twins are seven games under. Pitching? You, got, you got the Rockies versus uh, the Cardinals, too. Matt Holliday's back. But you back. would think that maybe ESPN will want to shine a light on what a story the A's have been this year. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, it makes no sense. Yeah, there's definitely Cardinals, better options. Rockies, you got two teams yeah. fighting for Yankees a wild card. Play tomorrow, That's a right? good game. Yankees Milwaukee play tomorrow, right? Milwaukee Brewers versus uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's another better game. Like. I mean, you know, even even you got a nice interleague game today of Mariners mm-hmm. D-backs. But, you know, I don't get it. I don't understand why it's, you take it. It's just the Yankees, Yankees play man. tomorrow. It's the Yankees. Yankees play tomorrow? Uh, Yes, they go right home to play the White Sox. It's the Yankees so and yet everybody again, else. A Sunday night baseball game before they have to play the, the White Sox. Because that's what happened to them last time. Look at road games. Just look at how the Yankees are. That's not what happened to them last time. Yeah. They oh. played a Sunday night baseball game against the Red Sox, about, yeah, but, and then they flew to Chicago. They were talking about the time they wanted to play an uh, ESPN Sunday night game the day before they had a doubleheader. No, no. ESPN is desperate for ratings, and the Yankees are the only baseball team that can give them well, decent what about ratings. their heroes, the Boston Red Sox? They're not, they're not on the same level as the Yankees in terms of popularity. Yeah. <sighs> So the the Orioles are thirty seven and ninety three now. That's fucking terrible. Uh, the Yankees have done what they've needed to do through the first three games of this series. They've won. And let me say, because I meant to say this last episode that Ryan and I 
we didn't have Wi-Fi, so we were looking at a at a schedule on his on the background of it his was phone, my old background. So we forgot that there was a double header against the Orioles this weekend. We thought the Yankees had five total games to play when we did that pod, and we said they had to go four and one at a minimum. With the double header thrown in there, I think we can both agree we would we would settle for four and two because mm-hmm. you don't expect a team to win a double header like that. But they're they're four and one right now, and there is literally I can't think of one excuse for this team to lose today. You got Sevy on the mound. You got a shitty, shitty Baltimore team. Beautiful weather. There is no reason to lose this game today. And this team could go home 5-1. and one And pick up, you know, depending on what the Red Sox do today, folks, they are only six games out of the loss, which is another thing Ryan and I touched on last week. We said going into that series, now it's still some time away, but the goal is to get within six games. They're doing that. How that's, much happy? How much? How much happier could you be with this team right now? That Sunday night game is going to haunt them forever. It is that game. It is that that's Chapman a two game blue. Swing. Because oh, yeah. if they're sitting four games out right now, it's oh. a completely different feel. You could look at all these games the Yankees should have, could have won. That's a great call by you. But that game is going to haunt them this entire season. That's a great call yeah, by you because I forgot. I forgot. How Even close if they you were. lost the first three games of that series, that was so important for them to get that game, and they were up four to one in the ninth inning. If they would have got that game, we'd be sitting here four games out, where you could actually have a good feeling that the Yankees could catch the Red Sox with six left. But you know what's crazy too? Thought about this since that series. Take away the Rays series. I know that's not realistic. You don't just take series away, but just. They haven't played the Rays well all year. They've been a thorn in their side all year. Take that series away. How many games have the Yankees lost since then? No, let's even add it. The Yankees have lost... Only four games if you want to add they it then. lost one of the Mets. Oh, the Mets game I keep forgetting about. So, so five total. Yeah, they're, they're what, 12 and 5 since that series? 12 or 13 now. Let's see. They, I think they're against, more. Three against Chicago, three against Texas, one against uh, Tampa. That's seven. We're up to 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, actually. 14 and 5 since that sweep. And you know what's really impressive? They're that... almost 10 games over 500 since that sweep. They're winning these games without Aaron Judge, without Gary Sanchez, and right now without Didi Gregorius. And the Reds, and they're winning those games, right? The Red Sox, Mookie Betts has struggled in his last seven games. He's 5 for his last 29. The Red Sox are 2 and 5 in those games. Yeah, they're, they, they only have two wins in their last seven um, Isn't that coincide with when Chris Sale said they were the best team to ever walk the planet? Absolutely. Yeah, to ever, ever. Even though they haven't he said done August, anything yet. In the month of August, he claims. If he team. wants to say that after they win a World Series, screw it. Good for him. Happy for him. You don't say shit like that in And August. they're 0-2 since they wore those awful fedoras on their road trip. Ugh, I, I haven't seen it, so... I don't care. I, did, I also didn't see the fedoras, yeah. and I really have no but desire let's, to see but it. But let's keep our head down, and let's keep winning games. Screw the Red Sox. So in the next, no, Yankees yeah, had exactly. next seven games coming up, they play Baltimore tonight, three against the White Sox, three against Detroit, the latter six at home. There's no reason why we can't be looking at another six-in-one stretch here. Do you want to know why? Do you want to know why? We can't sit here and say we ever gave up on the division. 
Has there been one night that you haven't checked the Red Sox score when they were playing? There was a few nights after they swept us. I was. It was every night for really me. just I checking Oakland. Checking. There's no reason why the Yankees can't keep winning. But then they have a tough trip. Look, the team is 14 and 5 since they got embarrassed by the Boston Red Sox. And it just goes back to what I've been saying all along. You have to give credit to Aaron Boone for that. This team could have went in a major, major tailspin after that series. But Aaron Boone doesn't yell. Aaron Boone doesn't curse. But maybe that is what the Yankees needed right at I, that point. I actually am glad you brought that up because when Corelli brought that up couple uh, last episode during the interview, I didn't think of it that way. He's such an even-keeled guy. Maybe, he, maybe the way he handled this is the only thing that benefited this team at this point, that he didn't overreact. He didn't panic. He came out and they got the job done. Maybe maybe that was what this team needed. Because if that's Joe Girardi, his head would have exploded. Oh and the team would have saw that. And they would have been tight and they would have been pressing. And the media would have been flipping out. That but Joe immediately, was I mean, immediately after the sweep, they went six and one in their next seven games. I mean, they, they that's tripped not up, Boone, though. They tripped up a little bit against Tampa, but since then, sweep of Toronto. I mean, my you know, you split with Miami, and then they took the first three of the series. So they've come out after that sweep, and they've just taken care of business like you wanted them to. That's the pure talent of this team, though. Yeah, Robinson. Right. Shane Robinson and Neil Walker, Neil Walker and, and and Greg Bird, Austin Romine getting hot again. Pure talent has nothing to do with you know his manager going out there and defending him over and over again on how good he could possibly be and the talent he sees in him. How about his decision to start Luke Voigt in that first game against Baltimore in this series? He's not in that game. They That's, don't win that game. That is not Luke Voigt. That is Luke not Voigt. Aaron Boone's doing. Um, it is Luke Voigt's talent that made that decision the right move, not Boone having faith in a player. Right. Wasn't that awesome, though, seeing Voigt have those home runs, how happy he was? I didn't get don't... to see them. I was watching on oh, my phone. Oh, he was like a little kid I on Christmas. You know. Did he? He had two. Two dings. Hey, Luke Voigt, man. Kind of stepping up this series. Kind of needed him, too. Yanks were down 2 nothing. He came up. He hit a home run. What did Bird do last and night? And then... Uh, in the 10th inning, which ended up proving to be the, the real game winner because Zach Britton gave up a home run to a guy hitting 163. So that was a nice insurance two-run blast on Friday night. Bird went 0 for 4 last night with the strikeout. His batting average is down now to 199. Under the Mendoza line. That's phenomenal. So here's what the, you know, there's always something going on with the Yankees. Luke Voigt has earned, even in game one, he had an RBI. And he was looking like he was swinging the bat a little bit better. It's... I'm not... Stop. Put the wine down. Sorry. I can't believe I have to say that to you at 11 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. Just trying to feel good for the pod. Did <laughs> uh, I distract you? You know that I'm not the type of guy to say, bench this guy, DFA this guy. I'm not one of these uh, Twitter maniacs. No, where... you're very rational. But if Luke Voigt is shown life in his bat... And Greg Bird is hitting 199. I'm not saying Luke Voigt is going to turn out to be, uh, you know, Don Mattingly or even Tino Martinez or any, you know, any Giambi. type of relevant Yankee first baseman for the next five Mark years. Teixeira. But 
Come on, let's see if the guy's going to get hot. Let's ride him for a week to ten days. Chris Carter. I agree. I agree. Anything's better than Greg Bird at this point. Nick Johnson. <laughs> Nick Johnson. Greg Bird is going to go down as Nick Johnson. It's unfortunate to say that, but no, I just... Nick Johnson will have more of a legacy than him. Nick Johnson was still had had consistently good seasons. When not with the Yankees? Yes, he did. Yeah, he had yes, one, he did. one or two. One. He had one or two. Let's look it up. And then he, didn't he go somewhere else? And he came back and he was horrible. He went to Washington. Yeah, he mm-hmm. went to Washington. And then he came back and he was miserable. <laughs> He was abysmal. But I still love Greg Bird, man. I, I hate that I feel this way about him. I still love the guy. Uh, here we go. Uh, here's Nick Johnson's batting averages as a Yankee. 2001, 194. Uh, 2002, 243. Here's his best year. In 2003, in 406 plate appearances, he had 284, which then got him traded for Javier uh Javier Vasquez, Ugh. and then he <coughs> bless you. Wow! And then he had some decent seasons in Washington. He had two eighty nine, two ninety. He had, a, and then he was with Toronto for a year. He had two ninety one. Back to Washington, two ninety five, and then he decided. He, and then the Yankees got him Phenomenal. back, and he hit one sixty seven. So no, he did What's his lasting legacy? A guy that never really truly lived up to the potential. Okay, you had. asshole. <laughs> I, give me his home runs when he was here before he came back. In each year. I mean, 25, 30. Who cares about his batting average? Oh, here we go. Batting. We don't care about batting Right. Average. We don't. The most home runs Nick Johnson ever here hit in a year, you asshole, <laughs> is 23 in 2006. His high as a Yankee, 15 in 2002. And then he had only uh, two other seasons, you asshole, where he hit double-digit home <laughs> runs in an 11-year Major League career. Okay. okay. So he was a bum. So he is Nick Johnson, <laughs> except Nick Johnson played a lot more than Greg Bird. So I'll at least give Johnson the edge on that. And he had a year where he hit 280, not 199. All right, let's see. In those 11 seasons, one, two, three, four seasons where he played over 100 games. Okay? Any, anything else you want to go at right now? Because the numbers back up my statement. He's Nick Johnson. If Greg Bird is fortunate enough to last 10, 11 years in the major leagues, he's Nick Johnson. Oh. He's a guy that the Yankees wanted to come up here. He had the sweetest swing ever, and he was going to be the future first baseman for 10 years, but he couldn't stay healthy. He had flashes where he looked like he could be a great player, but he just could never stay healthy, and then he got traded. I think Greg Bird's going to go somewhere and be a superstar. Good. Well, it's not going to be here, unfortunately. I hate to say that, but that's what it looks like. I hate to say it too, man. I still love Greg Bird, and he could still prove us wrong. But now at this point, I can't defend him anymore. I I told everyone to shut up when they were ripping him. But I can't anymore. I mean, the guy sucks. He sucks. What more do you want? He sucks. He's hitless in, I think it's like 15 of his last 20 games now. That's ridiculous. That's fucking ridiculous. How You can't have that. All right, so right now, Greg Greg Bird's had 288 plate appearances, which is roughly half of a season. Half a year, yeah. So if you double his numbers over the course of a year, twenty two seventy with twenty six doubles. That's, I mean, again, the power numbers aren't terrible, but he's gonna hit one ninety nine. 
Yeah, he's two for his last 22. But here's my thing with Greg Bird. Okay, you're streaky, fine. But even the streakiest of streaky hitters goes through a, a, a week at least of like a dominant stretch. Yeah, I think even Chris Carter last year had a yeah, few he did. games. I think like on the Pittsburgh West Coast. and St. Louis. Get some but dingers. like Greg Bird has like a day or two where he shows like, holy shit, that here he is. And then he literally falls off the face of the earth. That's what frustrates me about Greg Bird. That's why I don't, I don't believe in prorating his stats because he's just, he's not that guy. So now he's had, uh, about a hundred more ABs than he had in, in any season in his career. So now do we accurately make an assessment of what Greg Bird is now? Greg Bird only has six multi hit games this year. It's terrible. I think Miguel Andujar had that many in, over the weekend. Probably, yeah. It's crazy. He, he only has one multi-hit game this month. Can you can you assess his talent? Probably not. But he had more than enough time to show us that he could be a good player over a significant amount of games. And he hasn't. He hasn't shown us anything. Miguel Andujar has 12 multi-hit games in the month of August. He has double, double the amount of Bird has all year in this month double. alone. Double, and Greg Bird's played, what, 80 games? 70? He hasn't had one three Greg hit. Bird's been in 73 games. Greg Bird hasn't games. hit had three hits in a game all year. Uh, <coughs> Andujar's done it twice this month. It's crazy. So we've been the one saying, give Greg Bird the full season. What is he going to do in the next month? That's Well, gonna... that's what I said la- you know, last week. There's really no time left at this point. What is he going to do? Is he going to hit 10 home runs in, in September? He would literally have to hit 10-plus home runs, bat 330, and have, you know, 20 RBIs. So if he replicates what he did in 2015 when they called him up in the last the Yankee in 46 games, what do the Yankees have, like 33 games left? Yeah. If he comes close to that, where he hit 11 uh, home runs in 46 games, let's say he hits 8 over the next 30, is that enough for you to say... Hey, Greg Bird's my first baseman, or did he just get on a hot streak? That's what I was saying last week. Is this enough time at this point? Has he run out of time? And what if Greg Bird goes in there, he hits two dingers in the wild card game, and he leads the Yankees past the Red Sox? Then we're talking, and then that's a different story. But then what do you do? You sit with this guy being a complete and utter waste for 600 at-bats just so he can get hot in the postseason? No. No. That's what I'm saying. Like, What what is your decision making? You throw him out there in 2019. You at least start there. You give him that. And we've talked about this. Is that something the Yankees can afford to do if they really want Manny Machado on this team? Because you are obviously at a point now where you can't trade Miguel Andujar. Absolutely not. You can't. Unless you're getting Jacob deGrom. You can't. I don't even know if Yankee fans would accept that at this point. Yeah, you'd have to. You would have to. But if you mean to tell me trading Miguel Andujar nets you Machado and Degrom, then you'd be an, a complete and utter fool not to agree to that. But I like your choice of words there. I like your, I like that you went with the nicer <laughs> choice of words because you were about to say asshole. But you know, he's overtaken what Glaber Torres was to this fan base. You know, earlier in the season. Well, he's a piece of shit now until that home run. Right? No, he's come around. He was no, saying like no. three thirty. I'm saying overs. to the fans, like he was a piece of shit this past week, but now Torres, Torres has definitely turned it around. I said it uh, five, six games ago. He started to turn on that inside pitch better, 
and he just I could tell he was he was getting there. You know what it was? It was uh Friday night when he had the it was the eighth inning, I believe, when he had the game tying hit. Yeah. That was Glaber Torres at his best when yeah. he insided out the ball to yeah. right field. And staying within inside the ball, no matter how far inside it's thrown, he was keeping his hands inside. That's when I knew he was gonna turn it back around. So now, you know, I mean Glaber was a little sloppy in game one yesterday. You know, but we've seen him play an elite level shortstop in Didi's absence. He's now, been phenomenal. There. Now, what do you do? Is this going to change the Yankees' de- decision making now that maybe? Don't Didi's say Didi doesn't have a place. Didi doesn't have a place on this team no. now. No, you I... just slot uh, Glaber back to second base. Yeah, you have to right now. You definitely have. I'm not to. saying not in this season. I'm not saying that Didi lost no, his spot in the season. No, that could be a talk in the off season. In the off season, I don't see them getting rid of Didi Gregorius. Did you see? Well, uh, we didn't watch the game last night. We listened to it on the radio. But did you see the highlights of him with the emoji sticks that he had in the dugout? Oh, that was so funny, man. <laughs> No, I didn't it see was that. so funny. He had hand drawn emojis that oh he was holding, but it was on like the bubble gum. Lids. Was that what he did it on? The I think it was gum either lids? bubble gum, bubble gum lids or plates. And he had one like with the hand over the mouth, <laughs> and he was hanging it on the dugout. But I don't think, I don't think they moved Didi Gregorius like off this team. Well, Didi's making about $8 million this I think year. He's going to go into arbitration. He's probably going to get a raise over $10, $11 million. Maybe you talk to him about second base. I I find it very difficult at this point to move Torres off a of short. And and again, it's not just Is so Didi much... Is going to be a second baseman, though? Maybe. It's not so much that Didi is incapable of being just as good. No, Didi's a great shortstop. It's just that... Torres has Might shown so he much is better. so much better at shortstop than he is at second. However, he's still just learning second base. This isn't something that you snap your fingers and you're a phenomenal second baseman. Maybe they're not done giving up on Torres at second. Maybe this is something that throughout the offseason and into spring training, they're going to work very diligently with him at second, and he becomes an elite second baseman defensively. But, again, you- you've seen it. Is that going to the Yankees' thought process? We're like, wow, he is to. so good at short. It has to. There's no way that we sit here and talk about it and Brian Cashman's not thinking it. It's impossible. Well, Brian Cashman's a dumbass because he didn't get uh, oh, right. he, he didn't sucks. get Curtis Granderson. Or, uh, Awful. GM. He didn't go over $197 million to get Andrew McCutcheon in his uh, 240 batting average. Awful GM. Go ahead. Take a pop. Thank I know you want to. Did you get the cork pop on the? I did. I want the fans to know what a wino you are. I don't ever drink wine. But last night, I was in the mood for some. So I got some. I drank some. And my wife became the DD last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We'll just leave it at that. Okay. Uh. (laughs) So what else do you want to talk about from this series? I honestly, I want to, since this is being released before tonight's game, I don't think we have to really talk much more on the series so far. I think we do have to bring up one Mr. Pickles, though. What did I tell you before the game last night? He said he was going to have a lockdown performance. 
And what did he have? Six and a third, uh, no runs. What did he give up? Three hits, seven Ks? Bring up that quote because it was my favorite fucking Sonny Gray quote I've ever read in my life. Sonny Gray is now six and four with a 3.09 ERA in 12 games, 11 starts on the road. He's a number season. two guy on the road. This is what Sonny said after the game last night, uh, courtesy of our buddy Brian Hoke. Uh, if I can go out and throw the ball like that, I think I can get anybody out. I know I can get anybody out. I mean, I'm one of the best starting pitchers in this league, and I truly believe that. I fucking love that, man. That pumped me up when I read that. However. <laughs> However. We still have to be realistic. It was okay? the Baltimore Orioles. No, I'm not going to even give him that. I'm just going to say that this guy clearly can't pitch at Yankee Stadium. But. On the road against a team maybe inferior to your own, this guy's been phenomenal. That's something that, that this team moving forward has to think about. That if they want to start giving guys days here and there, maybe you slot Sonny Gray in. Never at home. Never All right, ever. So what do you do here? You figure Oakland, Seattle, probably not going to see a game there. You give him a day. Actually, I disagree. I think maybe you can put him in against Oakland. You give him a, a spot start in Minnesota? Because then yes. after that, they only have seven road games left, Tampa and Boston. I think you throw him in there against Oakland. I, th- I think he's pitched very well in that stadium. I think maybe you slot him in against the Twins. I don't know. I'm just saying, if the Yankees want to find ways to, down the stretch, save guys some innings... Sonny Gray might be the guy to do that on the road. I love the confidence, though. Anytime you get anything good out of Sonny Gray, I don't care if he's facing the Staten Island Little Leaguers, you just take it and you and you say thank you, Sonny. Here's what I... He's been so bad so many times in so many different situations where it's like, okay, he needs Austin Romine, and then he gives up five in the first with Austin Romine. I can only pitch against bad teams, and then, you know, the... The Orioles knock him around. He can't make it through the third inning. You know, so anytime he goes out there and he gives you six and a third scoreless, you just, you don't think too much into it. You just say, thanks, Sonny. Thanks for not ruining this game. Here's what I love about that quote the most. Sonny Gray has looked like nothing but a a ball of, I don't even know. He just looks like he's he's been keeping all of this emotion inside. And a little bit of it came out when he had that really good outing against the White Sox, right? He screamed. He was freaking. We were like, where the hell's this guy been? And then he gets behind the cameras again. Well, you know, I thought I pitched pretty good and whatever. And then you're just like, then you read a quote like that and it's like, fuck them. I am a good pitcher. I know I'm a good pitcher. I like to hear that from Sonny Gray. But I like to hear it after a good outing. When he used to come out and tell us that he thought his stuff was really good, but he got lit up 7 nothing in three innings, I, I wanted to strangle him. But I love that he said that last night. I love that this guy has been beaten down so many times. And he still has the balls to go out and say that. That he still believes he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. I love that. So good for him. Will he ever get a chance to prove it? In the stadium? Absolutely not. <laughs> So. <laughs> no, so his ultimate destination is not as a Yankee in 2000. But you know what, man? Honestly, I'll probably still root for the guy. I will. You I'd know, like to see him go like to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah. I think that would be like a perfect spot for it's him. It's a good team with a small a small market team that has good talent. 
And they're losing Corbin next year, too, so they, they might be interested in trading yeah. for Sonny. Never know. All right, so give us Paul Goldschmidt, then. Yeah, okay. Uh, isn't he a free agent, though? I think he might be a free agent. I'm not sure. Um, looking ahead to tonight, though, I just wanted to say, like, I opened up the show with my statements and saying that there's no reason the Yankees should lose tonight. All right. Severino has to be good tonight. You can't be – if you want to have any faith in Luis Severino for the rest of the season, he needs to go out there and Dominate. shut down the Baltimore Dominate. Orioles. CC, what did he give you? Six innings on uh, Friday night, two who, runs. He who, looked, by the way, has what ERA? 3.30 now? Phenomenal. CC shook off the rust in the first inning, went out there, pitched six scoreless, you go home. J-Hap, J-Hap whatever he wants to be called – Phenomenal. Phenomenal. 5-0, 2.370 Phenomenal. As a Yankee. He had a rough second inning. He threw like 40 pitches, but then he was just like, eh, I got the rest of this. Yankee, Yankees come back, score five, win that game going away. And then Sonny Gray goes down, goes out last night, and he just, even though the Yankees didn't score a ton of runs, he made sure that he didn't need any run support whatsoever. So you can't be Luis Severino and tell me that I gotta have faith in you for a a one game do or die situation and then go out there and give up three or even three runs, four runs to the Baltimore Orioles tonight. You need to go out there and just drop your balls on the mound, throw your fastball, throw that slider, and make them look like the 92, 93 lost team that they are. Give me seven and two thirds innings, 11, 12, 13 strikeouts. And then if, you know what, if somebody nicks you for a home run, whatever. But that's it. That's all you get nicked for tonight. Oh, let me tell you something. He's got a little pride on the line, too. Because he's got a 3.28 ERA right now. A guy who was sub-2. His ERA was down to what? 1.98 at one point, yeah, no? Yeah. He's got a 2.28 ERA. CC Sabathia, 37-year-old CC Sabathia, is pitching to a 3.30. Now, I know it's a little skewed. I know CC's been hurt. He hasn't thrown as many innings, but I don't care. The fact that CC Sabathia is pitching to a 3.30 ERA and our ace, who was down to 1.98 at one point, is pitching to almost the same ERA is unacceptable. Unacceptable. Inexcusable. He needs to go out there and he needs to start being dominant again. And he was a lot better last time out. But he wasn't efficient enough. A lot of his strikeouts were on 3-2 counts. He still is struggling a little with the fastball command but tonight that changes that changes tonight you need to go out there and you need to just put this lineup to sleep that's it that i don't want to see a bad i don't want to see aaron boone warming somebody up in the, go sixth, night night. in the sixth inning you should it should not even be a thought in aaron boone's mind to take luis severino out of this game until he has gotten 21 outs that's the I'll minimum i want 27 the minimum I want 27. I wanted to. I wanted to see him go out there and pitch a complete game shutout tonight Hell yeah. on 106 pitches. Hell yeah. But it, Aaron Boone should never, ever, ever tonight, ever think about picking up that phone and calling Mike Harkey until Luis Severino's given him 21 outs tonight. I'll tell you what. I don't give a shit what kind of outing he's having. Sevy's giving me seven innings. You want to give up seven and three, three innings? Too bad. You're going to suck it up and go seven. I don't care, unless his pitch counts through the roof. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna win or lose with Luis Severino tonight, and that's it. I put it all on him right now. Bottom line, all this conjecture, like when we had Chris Crelly on 
during the week, and he said, you know what, I give the ball to Jay Happ in a wild card game, and people said, well, you can to knock his money in the postseason, I give it to him. This is when Luis Severino, I know it's the Orioles, but this is when Luis Severino can shut everybody Hell up yeah. because he can say tonight, you know what, I'm going to I'm gonna put every doubter to bed tonight because I'm going to pitch a spectacular game on national television. One quick thing I want to say before we wrap up. I don't know if you heard this the other day when Boone was on with Mike on Thursday. I didn't hear it, no. I and this again, this is what I love about Boone. Everyone thinks he beats around the bush with certain answers, but that's really when he's being asked to throw his players under the bus. You don't expect him to do that. But when there's certain strategic questions asked to him, he's not afraid to be truthful. And Mike came right out and said, Is Severino a lock for that wild card game? Or can anything happen? Boone said, no, there's no lock. It's going to be who's 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 my best pitcher, best matchup at that time. He said he, any, anything can happen. Anything in. can happen. Okay? And that was a message to his ace. And that was a message to his ace. And that's what I fucking love about Boone, man. He's not throwing anyone under the bus, but he's going out there and he's saying, if you shit the bed, I'm not giving you the ball. And you know what? He put Greg Bird on notice Friday night. He said, because they said, uh, they asked him in the post game, not to piggyback what you just said. They asked him in the post game. They said, I remember this. Does Luke Voigt earn himself more playing time? And he said, yeah, performance matters right now. Yeah. And guess what? Luke Voigt went out there in game one and he drove in another run. And guess what Greg Bird did in his chance to play? Shit the bed. Over. He took an over. And Boone knew, Boone had the perfect opportunity yesterday it was a double header he knew that he had to play luke voigt coming off that two home run performance yeah but he probably also didn't want to sit greg bird another game he had the perfect opportunity to, to play each guy yesterday and let them decide who would be the first baseman for the next five or six games and you know what luke voigt won he wasn't he didn't hit another two home runs but he went out there he had good abs he drove in a run you know he looked like he could be he's a competent major league player right now something that greg bird did not do yeah, yeah. Voigt went one for three in game one of the doubleheader yesterday. He drove in a run and he walked once. He's hitting two seventy now. That's not bad. He hasn't had a lot of. Yeah, it's very ABs, small sample size, but still. but at the same time, it's better than his hundred batting average that was of you know a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. So, so Greg, so you know Aaron Boone again. You want him to throw his players under the bus, but he did it the Aaron Boone way. He said, you know yeah. what. Performance matters, and and tomorrow is a perfect opportunity. Well, it's Friday night. Tomorrow would be a perfect opportunity. I'm going to play each guy one game, and you know, let them battle it out. I'd be very, very surprised if Greg Bird plays tonight. I'd be very surprised. Oh, I promise you, he's not playing. And that was a big calling card or tell sign. My whatever you want. almost back. About what? About time. how he was feeling about Greg Bird that he started Luke Voigt against a right hander on Friday night. Let me tell you something. I promise you. Greg Bird isn't in this lineup tonight. And if it is, it's more of a, here's your last shot. That's it. This is it. So you're either getting one or the other. Either show me that I'm making the right choice by going with you, or this is it for you. Because a right-hander's on the mound. So there's no other excuse for him not to play than for that he sucks. Oh yeah. At this that, point. That's it. That's the excuse. Well, if the lefty sucks. was pitching, then the excuse would be, you know, Bird can't hit lefties. Our future first baseman can't hit lefties. A righty's pitching tonight. A guy who correct me if I'm wrong, but he's been pretty decent this year. Who? 
Dylan Bundy. Mm. No, he's got like a he's five. seven and twelve with a no, no, no. Of late though, he's been pretty five, good. Five three now. one ERA. His last few starts in August. Uh, his last start, he gave up seven. The one before that, seven. The one Whoops. before that, seven. <laughs> the one before that, one. So he did have one good start this month. The rest, seven runs. Who pitched against us on Friday then? That's who I'm thinking of. Who's had a pretty good? Uh, oh, Alex oh, yeah, Cobb has had. His his last like handful of starts has have been really good. Yeah, they've been really really good. All right, so uh, we're done. I'm done. I'm I mean, done. let's let's keep winning. Tonight right. is a big game. Guess what? If the Red Sox lose today and we win tonight, we are five out of the loss column. Blake, five. Blake Snell on the mound for Tampa tonight. Let's go today. I'm Who's a Snell fan. Red Sox. It's probably. Uh, Nathan Avaldi. Oh, he's been getting got lit, lit up. up. All right, so since we didn't do it because I wasn't here, episode 65, give me two Yankees that have wore 65 in their careers. Hughes. Fuck. Holder. Very good. Holder. 66. 66. Give me... Give me Jabba. <laughs> Higgy Bombs. Higgy Bombs. Do you have anybody else that wore 66 as a Yankee? No. Willie Randolph? No. No. Who was the, who was the man to catch the very last pitch... Mariano Rivera ever threw in the major leagues. Chris Stewart, Cervelli. Good guess. John Ryan Murphy. Oh my wow. god. Oh yeah, duh. Forgot that he was the catcher. He was like, I was just so honored to be a part of that. Lyle, o- Lyle Overbay was on the field for Mariano's last game. You see that? Oh. It's right up there, right? Yeah, you see that moment in time where it's Jeter and Pettit taking the ball from John Ryan uh, from Mariano Rivera, and then you can't <coughs> see it in that picture because he's like off in a distance. John Ryan Murphy's like, "What the fuck am I even doing out here?" <laughs> yeah, that's what <laughs> he I felt with seeing that. Lyle Overbay. He said that though. He was like, "There was a point in time where I was like, why am I out here right now?'" <laughs> All right, so we're on episode sixty-seven. You can give me two. You can definitely give me. You should be able to give me one Yankee that wore sixty-seven. He's on the ball club this season. I know. Yeah, Nick Rumbelow. Rumble, bro. Wait, who is it? Sixty-seven. Then. Cole. Yep. Bonf. Duh. Also to wear number sixty-seven in his one-game cameo uh, when he went three or four against the White Sox last Rumble, year. Rumble, Miguel Andujar. Miguel Andujar. Really? What does he wear now? Eighteen. Forty-one. Forty-one. Uh, yeah. I don't. I'm not a numbers 18. guy. I'm not a numbers That's guy. Speedy. I know. Miguel Andujar, huh? Nah, I can tell you every single yeah, right? number. What? So, just brag about being able to count. No, I can tell you every number that, that the Yankees were. No, you can't. Yeah, you just didn't. You just said I was Miguel. Kidding. Okay. Rumble, bro. Didi, 18. Speaking of Miguel Andujar, 41. Speaking of Nick Rumble, bro. <laughs> before we wrap up, he was on the mound when I saw this highlight. I was telling you guys about that. Robinson Cano is playing third base for Seattle. Yeah, I know. We talked he, about this. Do we talk about it on the show? Yeah. I don't think so. Oh. Yeah? I don't think we talked about it on the show. Pre-show. In that play that he made that I saw that highlight. Where he, he flicked was, his wrist. Whipped that, that classic Cano across the body throw that he made from second base. He did that from third base on a dead rope. And you know what? It just proves how friggin' phenomenal he is. It's a shame that he went through what he went through. Yeah, it's a shame well, that he did yes. drugs. No, no, it's a shame that he did that. You know, it's a shame he's because now he's going to tarnish his entire career. His, <laughs> that's it. So. Rumble, bro. All right.
I'm done. Let's go, Yanks. Let's go, Yanks. Break. That's it. That's it. I'm coming back. Coming back next week. All right, so a quick look ahead. We mentioned it. We literally looked ahead already. No, I'm gonna. I always do this at the end of the show. Don't ruin things. Uh, quick look ahead. Yanks go home after they uh, play the Orioles tonight for uh, three against the White Sox, three against the Tigers. Uh, I don't know. We'll see you when we see you. I don't know if we'll do a midweek show because they're all night games, but we'll definitely be back after. The game on September the 2nd. I can't believe it. Yankees are going to finish up this homestand, and we're going to be in September already. Unreal. Crazy. The New York Yankees, right now as we currently record, are 35 games over the 500 mark. 35 games. 35 game over 500 team I've ever watched in my life. They literally, they are. They're the worst. They're the worst. It's crazy. Kansas Manager City Royals sucks. Royals are forty and ninety. They're thirty three and a half out. Baltimore's thirty seven and ninety three. They're fifty two and a half games out. The eighty two and forty seven New York Yankees, where there is only one other team in Major League Baseball to have plat- uh, reached the eighty win mark, and it's unfortunate. But again, we keep saying it. It's the team in their division. So again, I still. Even though even the Yankees taking care of business against Baltimore, but they did that a long time ago, Christian. <laughs> Don't you get it? This team sucks over That's the last month and a half. That Boston hit ninety before anyone else hit eighty. This team sucks. Fourteen and five sucks since the sweep. And Tampa Bay's eight games over five hundred. The same record against the Dodgers. Yeah. It's not about how many games they win. It's how they lose when they lose. (laughs) Okay. Well, how many more fucking excuses do you want to throw my way? World Series. (laughs) Is the season fun now? I mean... Come on. It's fun, bro. It's fun. We got to win tonight, though. It starts tonight. Are we having fun yet? Does Pedro think the Yankees have energy now? Fuck Pedro Martinez. (laughs) I'll throw that... I can't wait till that motherfucker's 75 years old. I'm going to throw his ass right to the ground. (laughs) We're going to have to edit that last comment out. I don't give a shit. Nah, I don't edit that Why shit. Why is that? We don't say MF on this show. That's rated mature. Oh, well, guess what? <laughs> I'll put an M, a big fat M on this episode. Yeah, That'll M, be the graphic M for, M for, for mature. <laughs> MF. Now you can't li- Now, you know, guys like, you know, <sighs> Patrick and uh, Scanelli that have kids, they can't listen to the show in front of their children. Earmuffs. Earmuffs. We'll start saying earmuffs before we curse. <laughs> All right, thank you for listening to episode 67 of the NYY Sports Talk podcast. Uh, check out the link. You know, whatever. Do what you got to do. You should, do, know you where, do you, you should know where we are on social that's media it, by that's now. That's it. You know us now. You know us. Go there. Be there. Be, be one. I'm going to go here. Stag Guy Rye. What up? <laughs> Cahill lost his, uh, his last start. He lost. Are you okay with that? His ERA went up, man. Do we need to send you to a support group? Honestly, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Chris, take a last sip before you say it. Mm. Phenomenal. No more Sunday morning pods after Chris drinks wine. Love it. I like doing the morning Me pod. Too. I don't like it after he had wine tonight. Before. Why are we doing it so early? Because they're playing Sunday night baseball. Huh. Where have you been? He's drunk still from last <laughs> night. He doesn't show up to my barbecue for the third time, and now he doesn't realize that when the Yankees play Sunday Night Baseball, we, we do it or, we do it early in the, the day. Ten in the morning? It's 11.30. Oh. <laughs> my bad.
my mistake. <laughs> Whoops. You want to redeem yourself? You want to say anything redeeming before you go? What do you want? An apology? <laughs> I didn't know about your damn barbecue until five minutes before. I got. A, I had a fantasy football draft, bro. Go Yanks. Rumble, bro. Just, say, just do it. Go Yanks. Chris. I kind of like you. Say goodbye. Peace.